0: Hey everybody, my name is Jared Malott. Uh That's Jared, like the jewelry store, not the subway guy. And this is Respect the Midrange. Respect the Midrange is going to be a weekly basketball focused podcast. Primarily, we'll be looking at the uh, NBA, WNBA, uh, college basketball, all the way down to casual basketball. This particular episode. Is going to be an NBA primer as today is uh, Sunday, December 20th. The NBA regular season starts in two days. The next podcast episode uh, will be delivered uh, on uh, Thursday. So I'm going to record this episode here Sunday night uh, going. Um, to record the next episode on Thursday, simply because there are no games, and I think that Christmas Eve is a wonderful time to share uh, something that you've made with other people, like a podcast. Um, so um, I think in order to have a podcast about something, uh, you have to have a good reason to have a podcast, um, and mine's two, f- uh, you know, several really good reasons. Uh, To have a podcast about basketball and one of the really easy ones is um, basketball was the primary sport that I played as a child um, for over a decade so from the time I was probably four or five years old um, until I was well into high school before I'd uh, stopped shooting a couple hundred shots a day Uh, in my driveway. Um, So I, like most kids in the United States, grew up with a basketball goal outside uh, and a father that was undersized who went to a small school and who wanted to see his kid um, become the next Michael Jordan. Uh, Unfortunately, my body gave up a, a few inches short of of that and i did not grow up with a fantastic work ethic um all that said um this is not a jared is full of regret podcast um the real the reality is um i was a much better wrestler uh and football player um than i ever would be a basketball player uh, but it is uh something super important to me i've been that guy hosting your office uh March Madness pools and chopping up talking about the NBA uh, smoking and joking with friends outside Um, sports are big have always been a big part of my life Uh, and now um, I'm just proud I'm awful proud of the way the NFL and NBA have handled themselves amidst quite a bit of turmoil in the last few years Um, and from someone who's uh, on team people and and really wants to see the best in all people. The NBA does have some of the best and brightest, so I'm proud to be a fan. Um, in terms of um, my, you know, not only is basketball my primary sport that I prepared for and played for well over a decade. Um, my dad, uh, jokingly, I joke about him um, being short and full of regret. Um, my dad played basketball when he was in the Navy. Um, so you get to play on an aircraft carrier. Um, he coached all of our um, my um, basketball teams growing up, coached our all-star teams, our AAU teams. Uh, our, I watched my dad ref high school basketball uh, growing up. Um, my dad used to take me to Wabonzi College when I was a very little kid. Uh, because I was like five, five ten, and weighed 135 pounds when I was in elementary school, um, to my dad would take me to Wabansie College to go play basketball, um, and take me up to Butler uh, to play when I was a little kid here in Indiana. Um, so yeah, I I was raised, um, you know, when I say I was raised outside of Chicago, I say that to say. Between the years of 1988 and 1992, so two of the three years um, when the Bulls won um, back-to-back-to-back titles. Um, So of course, I grew up idolizing Michael Jordan. Uh, Moved to Indiana, where the Pacers were, who are a rival of the Bulls. Um, So I had to kind of split my fanhood, or get or get my nose split, right? Um, But yeah. so enough of that but but really like um basketball's a big part of my life, big part of my family. Um you know, basketball conversations have, you know, ha- happened in all facets and phases of my life. Uh and then my real connection to the basketball community and I've never I'm not trying to use it. I'm just letting everyone know that it exists so that when it comes up in the future, um nobody's surprised. Um but my and i believe distant cousin is anthony winchester um anthony was a runner-up mr basketball in indiana in 2002 um and went to western kentucky and was a hilltopper uh was a shooting guard he's six four uh super good scorer uh think like a little kobe um and now i believe he's the director of basketball operations um i don't talk to him so I'm not going to try to use my platform to get to him, but I would certainly love to hear his basketball story, right? Because I do believe he played professionally overseas. And then um, if I think about it further, when I was in eighth grade, the varsity Mooresville High School basketball team from 1998, I believe, made it all the way to semi-state, I think. Uh, maybe, Maybe it was regionals and lost to Ben Davis um in a great basketball game um chris loveless steve moses bruce fields uh goldsberry I'm trying to remember the other starter tommy dennis i believe he was a freshman um but yeah those it was a really good basketball team and i, I say that to say chris loveless played at grand rapids up in michigan um bruce fields at the, Oh, I always want to say he played at the Citadel, but that's not right. He played at a college in North Carolina. And Bruce is actually a family friend of mine. Uh, I always looked up to Bruce, and Bruce played basketball uh, overseas, like in EuroLeague. Now, again, uh, I don't have, like, a great communication. Um, I think COVID has kind of, like, <laughs> ruined any chance of communication I'd have with people you know, that I don't normally talk to. Everybody's kind of fending for themselves here. Um, but yeah, um, so I've got some strong roots in basketball. I uh, certainly have a love of the game. Um, outside of this podcast, um, I have a weekly podcast already during the NFL season and off season called Afternoon Pancakes um, that you can find wherever you find uh, podcasts. We primarily talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the AFC South which is the division they're in uh, and then we also do an NFL Pick'em, them uh, and that comes out um, during the week I'm gonna put this podcast out probably on Thursdays or Fridays I'm gonna try to be consistent because that's some key to having your podcast grow is putting out consistent material um, so now that I've kind of explained like who I am what my basketball connections are um I wanted to put out a podcast to give people an opportunity to tell their basketball story. Um, I'm sure that over the course of our podcast, I'll come up with one. But I'll say that to say, doesn't it feel forced if I have to tell you that I'll have to come up with one? Uh, I have many um, basketball stories. Um, What I want to do is I want to hit on things that I think are relevant. To our audience That we will have So that when they listen back to our podcast They're like hey these guys were on it from day one So to credit Adam Haru uh, He and I brainstormed a lot of this podcast We felt like we should talk about the things That aren't straight up and down NBA stuff That we should talk about sneakers We should talk about these new City Edition jerseys That just came out uh, we should talk about uh, guys signing their deals because that's hot button topics um, and that we should make sure that we um, we predict who's going to win uh, their conferences and divisions and pre- make predictions and kind of tell you, you know, put our neck out there a little bit. Um, so I'm going to tell you right now to not be a homer, um, but to put my neck out there I don't think the Lakers are going to repeat. So that's, you know, a lot the chalk bet right now in NBA basketball is that the Lakers are going to repeat. I think I saw something like 86% of people think they're going to repeat. I don't believe that. Um, I don't know who's going to beat them. It's just highly unlikely. Um, I also am not going to sit here and try to tell a new audience of people that I think the Pacers are going to win either. Okay, so the idea that I am a Pacers fan, hey, I am just as studied on the rest of the NBA as I am on my own Pacers. Okay, so hold on, just, I'm about to sneeze. Hold on. All right. So the first thing I shared uh, on to tu- on uh, our Twitter page at respect mid-range our Instagram page is at respect the mid-range and you can see there's a little dude that looks like my uh, it looks like me wearing a headband and in a Bulls uniform doing a Michael Jordan dunk I just thought it was a really unique moment and I took a picture of it and used it as the pro the spot profile picture I'll change it we will add better stuff I'm sure one of my friends is a graphic designer will make me some cool stuff cool now uh, we wanna first Uh, I'm going to tell you quickly about sneakers, okay? So, obviously, I grew up, uh, I'm a child of the 80s, so Jordans were like a thing. Um, Never wore the team shoe, Uh, so if you got Jordans, you had to get them on your own. So, anybody that wore Jordans, you either got them given to you, you were on a team where they were the team shoe, or you had a, you know, your parents get them for you, or you had to buy them yourself, um, so basically until I could buy my own shoes, always, I, I never did get Jordans, and not because my family couldn't afford them, um, but because my parents made me get what everybody else got, um, which was, uh, typically the 50 to $70 basketball shoe, and I'm not really complaining, um, just telling you, <laughs> we didn't have great stuff, um, I always wanted a pair of Nike Air Up Tempos. Those are my favorite shoe ever. They say Air on the side in big bubble letters. Looks really dumb, actually. Uh, I love those shoes. Um, I love the team color shoes. I love all the all the teams in the NBA. They're great. Um, the, their color combinations are typically pretty on point. I love the gear. Uh, I'm not a real big fan of, of jerseys particularly, but I would wear like a blank one, like these ones uh, that we're gonna go over. Um, but in terms of the shoes, I thought, always thought the Kobe 4 was the perfect basketball shoe. Um, I always want a pair of Nike up, up, Air Up Tempos. Now I have some some ones. I have some nines in terms of Jordans. I have some one. I have like two or three pairs of ones. Um, I have some nines. I love high tops. Just always love high top tennis shoes. It's always just felt it. right now I'm wearing Damian Lillard sixes that I got when he did that flash sale and they were 61 bucks. I was badass Dame. If he ever hears this, I really appreciate you. I'd love to have you on. Um, but yeah, so I bought his weird, um, shoes and then, I, uh, in terms of Jordans though, I always wanted, uh, fours. Love them shoes. They just look like a gym rat basketball shoe. Um, the sixes, the elevens, twelves, and thirteens, in no particular order. Uh, I've never had pairs of them. I ain't never had the money. Uh, I live in the real world where I got bills. Um, but yeah, so I love Jordans. I wear size twelve. If you're gift shopping, uh, if you're like a family or a friend and you hear this, um, <laughs> and then, but yeah, so in terms of Tennis shoes, which is like a, that's part of, of basketball. So, a lot of people are going to listen to our podcast and be like, Why would we talk about that? It's all about the shoes, man. It always has been. And I say that wholeheartedly. Um, I've just gotten lucky that I've been working in an office for about the last eight years. So, I didn't have to buy shoes all the time. And I know it sounds kind of lame reason not to invest in a shoe collection, but like, I just didn't need to, right? Now that everybody works from home and, and you're not replacing your tennis shoes all the time, um, now you can free up a little more in your budget to be able to invest. in. I'd love to have some Jays just to sit around and you know, it's like it's like having uh, champagne in your house, you know, uh, champagne, J, wearing Jays, drinking champagne, and eating caviar. Right? I'm just kidding, um, but yeah. So I, because the city editions came, uh, jerseys came out. I wanted to kind of go over them. Um, mostly because we'd seen kind of like the, the best and worst of the bunch. Um, so we'll go through each of the um, each of the um, divisions. We'll start with the Pacific. So for the record, uh, when you see these, you'll go through. You, wh- wh- what I did was I put a link on Twitter where you can just go to the NBA.com and see the City of Justin jerseys yourself. And then you can see what I'm looking at when I make my comments and then you can go back and comment and tell me what you think. Um, but I really like the Lakers jerseys. I personally am a big boy, and I like to eat, so I would never buy a white jersey. Um, that said, though, the Lakers jersey is pretty sweet looking. It's uh, it's all white. The Lakers uh, are uh, like a baby blue, uh, almost like a North Carolina blue, I guess. And then... the The Clippers' uh, city edition jersey uh, is like a Saints Row uh, throwback, like it just to trashy Grand Theft Auto is what I think when I think of those jerseys. Now the Phoenix Sun jersey reminds me of um, Rad Racer for Nintendo, Um, just the the sunset uh, levels. And then the Golden State Warriors jersey is a total throwback, and I love it. Um, I really like the Sacramento jersey. Um, I like their color scheme—purple and uh, baby blue and black. Um, so yeah, I like all their all their jerseys are pretty cool. Um, with the exception, really, the Clippers jersey—I just think you could have done better than that. Um, and as far as let's see here, you got the Atlantic. Am I looking at this right? Yeah, yeah. So in the Atlantic. You've got um, the Philly jersey, uh, the city of brotherly love, right? Um, and it wouldn't be Philly if it didn't have a neighborhood on it, and I'm all about that. It's pretty cool. Now the boss, and something to keep in mind as you as you hear me go over these jerseys and wonder why, I went to school for graphic design. So not only did these jerseys just come out, but I actually went to school for this. For example, um, these two of these next three I don't like. So the Boston Celtics jersey, in my opinion, is too cluttered, too busy, and has too many letters on it. It should just say Boston or just say Celtics, because that's the way it's always been. I'm not willing to compromise there. And to jam both those words in that jersey, it just looks bad. And then the Brooklyn Nets jersey, I get that you know, it's Brooklyn and it's hard out here in these streets, but the font that they chose, it looks like a child's chicken scratches. I just don't think that's the play. I think they could have done better. Uh, and then the Toronto jersey. Um, black and gold is just, first of all, that's a, a nod to the six. Uh, OVO, shout out Drake. Um, the Toronto jerseys are dope. They're all black with gold lettering. Those are really cool. Uh, and then we'll move on to the Northwest. So the Oregon jerseys are super cool. Um, they're black with white lettering. And then they have trim down the the basically the rib cage um that looks like it's yellow blue and i don't know what that is like a magenta um but and it says oregon uh and i love oregon my wife and i just went to oregon last year uh and then the minnesota timberwolves jersey is all black uh kind of grayish writing and then it has a bright like you know highlighter green um like electric green north star on it Uh, I like that color green especially on black I'm down and then the the Denver sunset jersey is uh, it almost looks pink but it's red and it's just a bright uh, deep uh, bright red Uh, and again it's got sort of this uh, 8-bit gradient background Um, with the Denver Skyline on it. Uh, And again, it just kind of reminds me of Rad Racer. Uh, And then the Oklahoma City Thunder one is another one that I'm kind of thinking is kind of tacky. They're sponsored by a gas station, and it looks like a gas station attendant's uniform that they cut the sleeves off of. Um, And it's created for Oklahoma. (laughs) Um, And then the Utah Jazz, again, uh, another one of these... 8-bit uh, uh, sunset gradients making me think of Nintendo games and then to move on to the southeast uh, the Miami Heat jersey fit for the future is dope um, it's reminds me of Miami it's uh, blue blue and pink and look, you know spray paint bright lights neon all that stuff uh, on a white Jersey is just probably going to work out. Uh, I th- the Washington Wizards capital standards and then having DC lowercase just aggravates me. I feel like those should be capitalized, and it just otherwise ruins a jersey for me. I love the Buzz City jerseys uh, because they remind me of their throwback jerseys. It makes me think of um, you know the the Charlotte Hornets teams from back in the day, um, and then. The Atlanta Hawks got a all black jersey that says MLK on it. I'm totally down. I think the the Magic, the Orlando Magic's jerseys, um, these look like G League jerseys. Uh, I would, but that again, I don't take the Orlando Magic that serious anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, then here we'll move on to the Southwest, and of course the Dallas ha- Dallas Mavericks have an all white jersey with gold lettering for their Mythical Movement. Um, and these are fine. Again, I'm just not a big fan of all white. And then Houston got the colors of loyalty and got a baby blue jersey with a dark blue trim. And then the lettering is white with red trim uh, with a red swoosh. It's pretty cool. It says H-Town on it, uh, which is pretty modern. I can appreciate. Uh, and then the New Orleans Pelicans, man, really, the, I think the Fleur de Lis played out. So I get it, man. It's part of the culture down there. Um, and then just the general shape and layout of the jersey is just, um, first of all, it's an all-white jersey with red shoulders and blue trim with gold fleur-de-lis in a triangle shape. Uh, and then your number's blue. It's just It's just a lot going on for me. I can't get behind it. Uh, the San Antonio jerseys, uh, courage and celebration, um, definitely a great-looking jersey. Definitely a throwback. Reminds me of David Robinson, Tim Duncan. Uh, they will definitely get their hands on stuff like this. It's an all black jersey, white lettering, and then it's got a three-color stripe on the on the chest. And then the Memphis Grizzlies jersey is an all-black jersey with gold lettering. So already good in my book. I went to Purdue, so I'm always going to be down for some black and gold, right? But then it's got this tribal trim down the rib cage. Uh, I find that pretty cool. A Memphis jersey, I get behind that. Now, again, when we get to the Central Division, uh, I don't have kind kind words to say, except for Chicago's jerseys are cool. Touch the clouds. Uh, It's a... Throwback, uh, they're black jerseys with yellow and red uh, pipe, piping on the lettering, and then it's got this uh, argyle trim. It's supposed to be a throwback to skyscrapers, but I thought it was a theater, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, that's the Chicago jersey is cool, and then the Detroit Pistons uh, tough together um, city edition jersey is cool, uh, but the rest of this central division, all these jerseys are trash. The Cleveland jersey, literally, again, it looks like you paid a child to write that. Um, and I just, that's not what, that doesn't make me want to take your team serious. I'm certainly not spending $100 plus dollars on that item uh, for that Cleveland Amplified jersey. And then the Great Lakes of Unity, um, I've sat in project development uh, rooms, and the Milwaukee jersey looks like they couldn't agree on which of the two colors to make the jersey and they didn't want to make it the baby blue like everybody else so they made it this weird two-tone jersey and it just looks like something that should have been left like on a project floor as like a backup and they should have went with the better idea Um, it's got white lettering and a white swoosh but it's it's just bad looks like two jerseys sewn together and then the pacers jersey again it looks like one that was probably a better idea on the project table than in execution but this tradition runs deep city edition jersey it would have been fine if it was just a the bright blue pinstripe jersey but they had to go in and put the the trim down the rib cage from the 94-95 away jerseys so it's this white and yellow horizontal piece on the side um and it just it runs counter to the pinstripe and the pinstripe would have looked dope if it was just the pinstripe um but again i'm not the project lead on these but i would fire the people that approve the cleveland milwaukee indiana let's see the new orleans um or the magic just cause i don't take them very serious the dc one's kind of dumb uh, the oklahoma city thunder one's kind of ugh um, the Brooklyn Nets one and the Boston Celtics one are kind of, ugh. But yeah, other than that, um, those are the City Edition jerseys. I posted a link on our Twitter where you can just go, and it's the actual NBA.com page. When you click on them, you can actually go buy those jerseys. They probably make great gifts. People love those jerseys. Um, I wear 2X. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, after we went over the the jerseys, then we kind of want to go over... What change? Uh, what changes do we think are going to happen uh, between last year and this year? So last year, um, I just want to make sure that we start off, you know, on the same footing, where you know the same information I know, and then we're going to go from there. Um, the teams that made the playoffs in each conference are in the Eastern Conference: the Milwaukee, in order, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Pacers, the Heat, the Sixers, the Nets, and the Magic. And then in the West, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Jazz, the Mavericks, the, and the Blazers all made the playoffs last year. Now, of course, um, the likelihood that the same eight team or same 16 teams will make the playoffs two years in a row is not very good. Um, they're already talking about making changes. And then in terms of the divisions, Toronto won the Atlantic, Milwaukee won the Central, Miami won the Southeast. In the western that was in the eastern conference in the western conference denver won the northwest the lakers won the pacific houston won the southwest and then for each of the teams I actually wrote the wrote down some notes on my phone so i want to share these with you um starting lineups all right so in the eastern conference we'll go alphabetically um, starting in the Eastern Conference. So we'll start in the Southeast Division with Atlanta. Atlanta has Trey Young, and then they loaded up and got Chris, Cape- uh, Clint Capella and John Collins to support uh, Trey Young. They also have Bogdanovich. They have Cam Reddish. They have Gallinari, Rondo. Um, they might have uh, one of the, be- the best 1-5 combo in the NBA in terms of point guard and 5. Uh, and this, again, is because... Um, Ad considers himself a power forward, not a center, uh, and LeBron is a one. So they are not four five or one five. They're one four. I'm talking about one five when I'm talking about Trey Young and Clint Capella. Uh, Charlotte has Lamelo Ball, Devonte Graham, um, Hayward. Uh, they have Kentucky rookie P.J. Washington, and then they've got Cody Zeller, Bismack Biyombo. Rosier, Monk, and Bridges. Uh, and Charlotte might have one of the better benches in the league. Um, and that will work out in their favor as the season progresses. So some, that's something to keep in mind that may help Charlotte. Um, and you heard it here first. Miami, of course, they'll be running back. Uh, Dragic, Duncan, Jimmy, B- um, Bam Adebayo, Myers Leonard, plus Kelly Olnick, uh, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Andre Godala. They might have one of the better benches uh, in addition to being a a division winner from last year and going to the NBA Finals and running it back. They also have a great bench. Um, I think it kind of goes without saying Miami is going to run it back as the winner unless there's just a boatload of injuries or Charlotte plays out of their shorts, I guess. Because Orlando's got uh, Markel Fultz and Devin Fournier and Bacon and... Aaron Gordon and Vucevic, uh, Isaac, and then they've got uh, Mobamba and Terrence Ross and Awundu. Um, I think that Orlando looks pretty sharp on paper, um, but that they're paper mache. They're like eight deep. I don't think that they've got what it takes to make it to the playoffs. Um, and then w- Washington will have uh, Westbrook. Troy Brown, uh, Rui, Thomas Bryant, who went to Indiana, plus Shabazz Napier, um, Bertans, Smith, Wagner, Grant. I think Washington's got a great bench. Um, But, yeah, the the Wizards aren't going to the playoffs either. I'm going to pick Miami to repeat. And then the Atlantic is the best division in the East because they've got Boston with Kimball Walker, Marcus Smart, and Jalen Smith, and um, Tatum, and Thies, plus T, Green, and Thompson. So, again, they were kind of running back what they did last year. Um, they got a pretty good, pretty nice bench. Um, Boston's, Boston's definitely probably a, a, a playoff team. Uh, and then that's not to even talk about Brooklyn because they got Kyrie, uh, Karis Lavert, K.D., Tayshon Prince, Allen, plus uh, DeAndre Jordan and Denwitty, and Jamal Crawford, who's like the wild card. And he's my favorite player in the NBA. Um, Forty years old, still dropping dimes on people. Um, but yeah, they they've got, in my opinion, between one two across the board. Um, Brooklyn has one of the best starting fives. Um, And then the Knicks, Alfred Payton, uh, RJ Barrett, Knox, Randall, Robinson, uh, Taj Gibson. Um, They just don't have much of a bench there in New York. And if any of their stars get injured, they're going in for a rough ride. Again, I just don't think uh, New York does much this year. Um, Philly, uh, of course, they got Ben Simmons running the point. Uh, They've got Seth Curry and then Danny Green and Harris and Embiid and then they've got Dwight and then Burks and Thaywal it's a pretty deep bench Philly's a playoff team uh, unless they have a bunch of injuries and then you've got Toronto with Lowry Van Fleet uh, OG uh, Siakam and then Baines plus Ibaka Boucher Tannis Davis it's a deep bench so I think Boston Brooklyn Philly and Toronto all make the playoffs out of the Atlantic. That, and that's the best division in the East by far. And then the Central Division, or my home division, Chicago has Kobe White, Zach Levine, uh, Porter, um, Laurie Markkinen, plus Sadoransky, Valentin, and the Bulls are a young rising team. I just don't know that they're a playoff team. And then Cleveland has Garland, Sexton, Okoro, Drummond, and Love. And Drummond and Love are the best 4-5 combo in the league, in my opinion. Plus, Zizek, Eggs, and McGee, Osmond, and Ants. They got a nice bench, but kind of a, a mix. That 1-3 and three group is going to be an amorphous blob and never consistent, and it's going to hurt them. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Detroit's got Derrick Rose, DeLon Wright, uh, Mikalik. Um, Blake Griffin, and then Okafor. Plus, they have Plum, Plumlee, Henson, Brown, and Jeremy Grant. Um, this might be the best Pistons team in years. Again, I just, I don't know if that's going to result in a playoff um, for them. And then Indiana. Now, Indiana's running it back, man. Brogdon, Oladipo, TJ Warren. Sabonis, Turner, plus the Holiday Brothers, McDermott, and Lamb. This is probably the most complete team the Pacers have had. They've got a new head coach. Um, I have watched their preseason games. They're pushing the envelope a little bit, meaning they're just uh, they're pushing the ball in transition and getting baskets quicker, um, pushing the pace a little more, and I like it. Um, and then you've got Milwaukee with Holiday, DiVincenzo, Middleton, Giannis, Lopez, plus Portis, Ilyasova, Williams, Augustine and Connaughton. And again, Milwaukee's just a tough a tough team, so um I'm going to have to keep watching Indiana to say they win their division. Um so I'm going to say Milwaukee wins. So so far, we've got um Miami repeating uh Miami, we've got Miami, Toronto, Milwaukee. Are they all repeating? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then like I said, there there's your three conference winners. That leaves five non-conference winners, and I guess I would say Miami, Atlanta, Miami, Atlanta, Boston, Brooklyn, Philly, Toronto. That's and then Indiana, Milwaukee. That's seven. No, that's not right. Philly, Toronto, Brooklyn, Boston. There's four. And then Atlanta and Miami. Five six. Indiana, Milwaukee, seven eight and i think the pacers are a you know 7 8 seed so they're for those of you anybody saying i'm a homer i just said the pacers who who were uh, the 4 seed in the east last year uh, are running it back and i'm saying like they're a you know 7 8 seed tons of teams made leaps they 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 took steps forward what did the pacers do um now, moving to the Western Conference, Denver's got Murray, Harris, Porter, Millsap, and Jokic, plus Barton, Morris, Craig, and Noel Vonley from Indiana. Um, does Denver have the best starting five in the NBA? And then Minnesota's got Ricky Rubio and DeAndre Russell and Okogie and Hernan Gomez. Um, and then Beasley, McLaughlin, Turner, and Spellman. Um, they got an okay starting five and an okay bench. So I think Minnesota's going gonna to have an okay season, man. Um, o- OKC playoff team last year, five seed in the West. Uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander, Dort, Ariza, Mescala, Horford, plus Hill, Leaf, Noel, Poirier, Roberson. Uh, OKC's deep. And then Portland's got Lillard, McCollum, Carmelo, Covington, Nurkic, plus Hood and Cantor. Um, I like Portland. I just don't think they're very deep. Utah's got Conley, Mitchell, Ingles, Bogdanovich, Gobert, Clarkson, Favors, N'Yang, Moutier, and Williams-Goss. Again, another d- another deep team. Utah is so uh, in the we- in the Western Conference. Mm. who was I just talking about? Yeah, in my eyes, Denver wins, U- yeah, Utah Oklahoma City and Utah and Portland are all chasing those teams. Um, yeah. And then uh, Golden State, Curry, Wiggins, Oubre, Green, Wiseman, plus Peshaw. Chris, Lee, Looney. Obviously, they're devastated by a loss of Clay. Uh, I still think they're better than they were last year, but I mean, hell, last year they won like 15 games. Yeah, they were 15 of 50. Um, the Clippers, Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Moore, Marcus Morris, Zubak plus Kennard, Jackson Williams. Le- Clippers are good, not terribly deep, though. Lakers, Le- LeBron, Damn James. uh, Wesley Matthews, KCP, AD, Gazzal, Harrell, Schroeder, Waiters, Caruso, Kuzma. Uh, The Lakers are not great and will not repeat. And they have some nice pieces, but they're not a complete team. They are beatable, especially if AD or LeBron are injured. Uh, Phoenix, CP3, Booker, Bridges, Crowder, Aiton, plus Sarek, Kaminsky, Diallo, Carter, um... Phoenix is a nice little squad, man, and then Sacramento has De'Aaron fox buddy Hill Barnes Bagley Whiteside, plus Holmes gallows, Basilica Bazemore. Sacramento is a nice squad um so in the Northwest division there, like i said i th- I'll take Denver to win it to repeat and Oklahoma City, Utah, and Portland to push, and then in the pacific um I, I, I said the Lakers aren't going to repeat. That doesn't mean they don't repeat as division winners. That's not hard to do. Um, and I I kind of think it's Lakers and Clippers pushing each other. And then Phoenix and Sacramento pushing each other. Um, this could be one of the... Between the Northwest and Pacific, the Northwest, Pacific, and uh, Atlantic divisions in basketball are stuffed with, you know, four good teams here in the Atlantic, four good teams here in the Northwest, four good teams here in the Pacific. And then in the Southwest, um, let me get back to my notes, Dallas has Luka Doncic, Richardson, Hardaway, Porzingis, Willie Colley-Stein, plus Kleber, Brunson, Powell, uh, Dallas has got a nice, a nice squad. Houston, uh, Wall, Harden, House, Tucker, Wood, Gordon, Macklemore, Chandler, Nawaba, and Carroll. Again, another deep squad. That's your division winner. Was your division division winner last year? Uh, Memphis has Morant, Brooks, Anderson, Jackson, Valanciunas, plus Clark, Jones, Hazanja, Melton, Winslow, Dang, Jackson. Memphis is a deep team. And then New Orleans has a ball brother Bledsoe, Ingram, Williamson, Adams, plus Hayes, Reddick, Melly. I want to say New Orleans has one of the better starting fives and one of the better um, benches in the NBA and to look out for New Orleans. Um, San Antonio's got Deontay Murray, a uh, white, DeRozan. Aldridge, uh Poldell plus Mills, Gay Walker, um Bellinelli. Uh so even the Spurs have a squad. Uh if I have to pick, um I think Houston and Dallas push each other. I think Memphis and San Antonio um push each other. Um but I'm betting on the Pelicans to win the Southwest. And I like I like this division to uh the southwest division is one of my favorites um it's just got a bu- I think the west in general is just great uh i think with the exception of the minnesota timberwolves um the east the 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 problem is you've got you just just you know i can think of 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 8, eight teams so half of the east is terrible um and in the western conference all, almost all these teams with the exception of maybe minnesota will go to the playoffs um so yeah that's kind of like i said i have a feeling toronto milwaukee miami run the run it back in the east um i have to think denver um and either of the lakers clippers uh rockets mavs those all they all win their win those divisions out there and 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 more of the same i'm kind of expecting right so but really all i've done is the top three right so you have um toronto milwaukee miami denver one of the la teams um and then either houston or dallas right so that's seven total teams out of 16 um I'm looking, literally looking at last years, and telling you right now, Boston's really good. The Sixers are really good. The Nets, Nets are really good. The Pacers are really good. Um, and that leaves one wild card team, and I think that I think it's Atlanta um, to kind of come out of the 20s because there's a bunch of teams. Basically, the cutoff in the East was 30 wins. So there's a bunch of teams with 30 and up, and then there's a bunch of teams with just less than 30 wins. And Atlanta was a 20 and 47 team that got young Trey Young, and then surrounded him with talent. And I actually think they make a big, they just have a big win differential, um, and they'd probably be your like eight seed. Um, and then in the West, like I said, Denver, one of the LA teams, so both LA teams, Houston and Dallas. So there's really five teams I think are all sort of playoffish bound. Um, And then, I don't know. I just, you know, I love Portland. I want to say that they rise up. I just don't believe that. Um, I think Utah makes a big push because they did just uh, have a big free agent. They did sign a free agent. They just uh, re-signed Rudy Gobert. Um, So, I just, I think Utah is a playoff team. I think Phoenix is a playoff team. I think there's a potential... um, for New Orleans to be a playoff team. So Denver, Denver, OKC, Utah, LA, LA, that's five. Phoenix, Houston, Dallas, that's eight. Okay. Okay, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Um, with, you know, the Pelicans, Spurs, Grizzlies pushing Portland, All pushing for the the eighth, the eighth, seventh, and eighth spots. Um, So that's kind of how we see, um, how I see the the season shaking out there. Um, So again, I don't think the Lakers repeat. It's highly improbable. You always take the field. Um, I think if I had to just pick, uh, I would say Denver. uh, if I had to pick another team um, uh, Toronto um, technically Milwaukee was a winning team I think everybody wants to see Milwaukee in the Lakers um, I don't know that I don't know if the Lakers did it, or the bucks did enough to beat the Lakers or even get to the Lakers I um, I'm not gonna pick. Obviously, not gonna pick the Pacers. I just told you I don't think they're a top four team. I think they're they're five, six, seven, eight. Um, so yeah, I think the the correct pick because now we know who the real dogs are. You got to pick teams with dogs on them, um, and dogs are just tough, smart players like Marcus Smart from Boston. So I'm gonna say Miami because they have dogs. They have Jimmy Butler. Um, they have Goran Dragic, um, they have Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero to come in and really, and re- take some pressure off, uh, Goran and Jimmy Butler to, um, score. Um, and then Boston has some dogs. Now Toronto, Milwaukee, they do too, but Miami and Boston are my picks in the East uh, to be in the final The Eastern Conference finals Against each other So Boston and Miami I'd love it to be the Pacers I'd love them for them to rise up But I'm not going to pick them It's not it's good First of all It's not good business Right It shows that I'm a hom- homer I'm willing to compromise my integrity Over my sports team And I just don't think that It's good business uh, And then in the West um, Brain says One of the LA teams Possibly not the Lakers so you you heard me say it could very well be the Clippers versus so it's either Clippers Lakers versus um I want to say Denver um if not if not Denver then Utah if not Utah then I really like New Orleans so New Orleans sounding an awful lot like my, f- you know, to 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 make it to the Western Conference Finals. So like I said, I'm saying one of the LA teams, Denver, Utah. So that's kind of, sort of my Final Four: Denver, Utah, LA, and Clippers. Um, uh, people are going to ask, what about Houston? What about Dallas? Uh, you got to be a team, and continuity is key. And when I look at teams I'm willing to say, Hey, I think this team can actually win a title first of all I gotta look at your roster and then how long have they played together, how long have they have the same coaching staff, how long they've been playing the same style, um, how long they've been winning. Um, teams that have been winning for a while, they end up not winning. So you gotta look at teams that like rose up and had a good year last year and made a nice run and then just weren't able to get there and then say if i'm not willing to place some 100 of my money on the lakers to repeat then what are we betting on the field and so we bet on the field then we could talk about everybody else so this would be a great nba season it's a great nba season because most of the nba media you will consume is talking about the lakers 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 and your boy thinks the lakers are over 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 overrated now, um let's see here. So we've went over we talked briefly about shoes. Um let's see. <laughs> On Tuesday, uh Golden State and Brooklyn Golden State Warriors play at the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn's going to win that game, but it will be closer than you think. Um I do think that KD's back and Kyrie um, Karis Levert and KD is a nasty trio and that's not to speak to the rest of that team. Uh, but golden state doesn't have Klay Thompson, man. And can't replace that danger, that danger stroke, man. Um, they'll do their best with Kelly Oubre. He can hit two, but he's not, he's not Klay Thompson. Um, so I, again, putting, putting my eggs in, in, the Brooklyn basket and then, Hey, the Clippers and Lakers start us off at 10 o'clock on Tuesday night. Um, and again, I actually think the Clippers win this game. Um, it's an outside shooting thing. Um, and I get it. AD's AD. LeBron's LeBron. Um, I like Kawhi. I like Paul George. I I just think, you know, I think Kyle Kuzma's overrated. You know what I mean? So, hey, before we get out of here, we want to say, um, hey, we appreciate... Um, If you would rate us five, rate my podcast five stars. If you know someone that has a great basketball story or connection to basketball, uh, I'd love to have them on my podcast to tell their story. Uh, I've started to kind of hit up my friends and family. Hey, anybody got a great basketball story? Um, And uh, so everyone knows I'm the kind of person that I don't just uh, make a podcast, right? Uh, My goal um, is to get in uh, to be a coach. Um, It has been for years um, to be a coach, and I want to be a commentator. And you can do both. They're not mutually exclusive. Um, So I've done sports commentary uh, for Hot Mike. I've continued to do the work for Stampede Blue. I do a football podcast. I do a post-game rap video. I write a betting article every week when it comes to the nba uh i did uh call some games last year i would love to do it again i need a partner to do it with similar to this podcast podcasts are real difficult to do when it's just you by yourself singing to the ether um so yeah if you'd rate me five stars share me with people uh hey i found this cool podcast dude talks about basketball he talks about sneakers uniforms Went over each NBA team's starting five, their bench. Told us who he thought was gonna win each division, who was gonna challenge, who was gonna meet in the f- conference finals. Uh, didn't you know? I didn't quite pick. Uh, it's gonna be one of the LA teams in the final, and either Boston or Miami. Um, so I'll say Boston and the Clippers uh, meet. Uh, so you heard it here first. The LA Clippers and Boston Celtics are gonna play in the 2020-2021 NBA Finals. Um, and then, who did I say Boston and Clippers? I'd say Boston and seven. Um, but yeah, make sure you follow me. Uh, I'll try to get on there and share basketball stuff on my on my account. But I went ahead and shared on Twitter, respect mid, at respect Midrange, the City Edition jerseys. I'll post pictures of my favorite tennis shoes. Uh, send me pictures of yours. Uh, hit me up at respectthemidrange at gmail.com if you have a basketball story for me. Uh, if you'd like to be featured on an episode, I certainly do my best to, to hit you up. Uh, and uh, have a wonderful holiday. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Please, if you leave your home, wear a mask, socially distance, Uh, if you're flatly, if you're making plans to travel for the holidays to see a bunch of people and not wear masks and all be in the same room, please don't do that. Um, And a 19-year-old college basketball player uh, died of COVID 15 days after contraction, having no no medical history this past week, 19-year-old kid. If I had his name in front of me, I'd share it, but I'm not here to shine light on a victim. Um, I'm just here to tell you, please, for the love of God, wear a mask. Uh, But yeah, enjoy the start to this NBA season. I'm awfully excited. I think it's a wide open, wide open um, league. I don't think it's solved. I I don't believe uh, the Lakers are just going to roll over everybody. Um, So I look forward to... Hearing from you all, and here we are, right about right about 55 minutes too, so good good length too. Have a great rest of your week. I'll see you on Thursday with episode two. And we will talk about those games from Tuesday and Wednesday. I think the full the full league plays between Tuesday and Wednesday, every team plays. Again, my name is Jared Malott, and we're gonna call this podcast "Respect the Mid Range."